Hi, it's Caroline, and you're listening to Get a Clue Stories of Business. This is my podcast about change management, restructuring, and transformation. And as you know, I love to borrow concepts from pop culture, talk about historical figures, and talk about my experience. Because I'm 46 years old, so I have a lot of life experience and professional experience. And as we know, storytelling works so well. So I want to share a memory with you. In 2007, I worked as a freelance event management coordinator or manager for the German government. Back then, the German government held a double presidency for the EU and the G8. If you're not familiar with these types of roles, um, that's a rotating assignment. So every six months, the EU presidency changes, meaning the country that holds the presidency for that time frame. And also G8 summits are hosted by different G8 nations. So 2007, it was a double whammy, but in a positive sense, Germany held the double presidency of the EU and the G8. Now, I'm quite familiar with organizing international policy dialogues because I did that as a job as a student in Berlin. I helped to prepare high-level policy dialogues featuring a number of international ministers, representatives of international organizations such as the World Bank. And that was part of my training, so to speak. I got lucky. It was a pretty good job to have. And in 2007, when I contributed to the different international meetings hosted by the German government, I observed a Nobel Peace Prize um, holder, I guess that's how you put it, Muhammad Yunus, treat his driver in an exemplary manner. Muhammad Yunus is famous because he's the founder of the Grameen Bank in Bangladesh. That is an institution that gives, in particular, women micro loans, which then helps them provide for their families, start a business, buy a goat, things like that. You can look up the Grameen Bank if you're interested in microcredit. Back in 2000, 2005, 2006, that was a very popular concept and it has shown to have positive economic trickle-down effects. Now, of course, Germany being Germany, there were Mercedes-Benz limousines being used to shuffle all the VIP participants in the conferences from A to B. The event itself took place in Bonn, that's the former Western German capital. It's a cute town in Western Germany, very close to Cologne, if you're familiar with German geography at all. And Muhammad Yunus had access to a limousine and a driver for the whole three days. At the very end of the event, he did something commendable. He shook his driver's hand and thanked him for his services. Why does this or why has this memory stuck with me? Because for me, it's a perfect example of behavior modeling emulating the behaviors you want others to adapt. Muhammad Yunus showed a sense of gratitude. He was humble and he was very aware of the service and the positive treatment that had been rendered to him thanks to this chauffeur. In change management, 
trainers, members of HR, members of the change team will use the definition or terminology of role modeling when it comes to what the futures, what the future organizational culture should look like and how people should behave. And most of the time they want managers, senior managers, senior leadership to emulate that behavior and to role model. You know what? I think that concept puts too much pressure on people and it's too abstract. That's why I prefer to talk about behavior modeling. Q Muhammad Yunus. I'm sure you can think of a lot of people in your life that display exemplary behavior. They're humble, they're friendly, they help others, or maybe they're really good at setting boundaries or they're really good at admitting failures and, you know, talk about their mistakes. Say I messed up, I'm gonna change, I learned my lesson, all of these things. So in change management and transformation in restructuring in messy, messy post MA integration phases, why don't we teach people how to behavior model? This could consist of, as I just said, admitting to your mistakes or at saying, look, we didn't plan this IT integration well with three months behind deadlines. We made a mistake, we're sorry. You know what that is? That's a behavior called being humble, being transparent and being able and strong enough to admit a mistake. When I look at a lot of different corporate scandals, most of the time I think that, or I observe that my impression is the higher echelons of management have a real issue with behavior modeling. Sometimes I have the impression that they think that they're demigods that can get away with a lot of things. Think Enron, think Dieselgate, which was the Volkswagen um, corporate entity scandal. There's so many different scandals. And most of the time people think they can get away with it. That is pretty bad behavior modeling. And behavior modeling is a concept in change management that I think is so effective because it helps people to reflect on themselves and how they interact with others. Behavior modeling could also be an employee that asks his or her peers to congregate in a workshop and for instance to look at the change curve provided by elizabeth kubler-ross and actually just kind of like say where they stand with respect to accepting the changes that are going on so talk about emotions behavior modeling could be trying to solve a problem first yourself instead of calling the internal management division right away. Behavior modeling in a transformation context could also consist of being okay with two PowerPoint slides outlining a potential solution and not asking for a fully mapped out 15 slide presentation that will take the strategy team a night shift to complete because if it's early stages of the project do you really need all of these like brilliantly formatted slides or are two or three enough behavior modeling thus is a lot about showing respect to others positive behavior modeling i mean positive behavior modeling is a lot about 
showing respect to others, being transparent, and all in all emulating the organizational values that matter. Well, organizational values and culture, that's a completely different topic. We will look at that in another podcast. But if in particular, as part of a transformation, you want to also change the organizational culture, then you want to make sure and be mindful of the fact that whatever behavior modeling occurs has to be in line with the future organizational culture. Behavior modeling could also consist of letting people contribute to meetings. And I'm referring to junior employees. Most of the time, and particularly in hierarchical organizations, only the most senior leaders talk. How about actually asking your junior members to contribute and let them speak? Most of the time, we completely underestimate how skilled the younger generation is and that they know tools that somebody that might be, let's say, more used to his or her job and who's been in his, his or her job for a long time simply doesn't know. And I'm thinking Asana, Canva, Mural, Miro, you name them. I'm sure that a younger member of the organization probably knows how to handle them much better than somebody that simply hasn't had to learn many new tools in the last two or three years. As you can tell, I'm a big fan of behavior modeling as opposed to role modeling. Role modeling puts a lot of pressure on people. It's one of these terms that carries so much gravitas. It puts too much pressure on you. When you break it down and say that role modeling really is about the behaviors you display, then it makes it so much more tangible to use that in a transformation context. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to me. I am curious, do you use role modeling or do you use transformation, sorry, or do you use behavior modeling in your corporate transition? And also, what are the types of behaviors you have witnessed in the past that you would like to continue seeing in the future in your organization because i think it's much more important to focus on the positive than the negative likewise if you have any comments or feedback for me please share them with me also you've noticed that a couple of times in this podcast i have struggled to find my words apologies for that but i think the beauty of this podcast is that i talk about but I remember, I don't always use a script, but I think it's much more natural that way. So bear with me. Thank you so much for your time and bye-bye.